Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mothering Together. Today is the first one in a while where I have gotten behind the mic and just talked to you. So I'm pretty excited to be back doing that because it's kind of the thing I really like to do. Uh, Today, we're talking about cleaning your bedroom. Now, if this finds you on a day when your room is pretty messy, then you are absolutely not alone. Our rooms are often the part of our lives that not many people see, so it's kind of like our super secret dungeon or our space where we literally hide all of our secrets, right? It's our space, no one goes in it, except for maybe our partner, right? But, you know, it's kind of that hidden space. So today, we are going to make it just more of a space that you deserve to have. It's going to feel safe. It's going to feel clean and cared for all things that you deserve. Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me, who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. Now, as we get started, I want to talk to you folks out there with ADHD because this is a podcast for moms with ADHD and this is a very ADHD specific podcast in that we are going to have a harder time maintaining a clean space, right? Organization is one of the executive functions that is not a strength for us, many of us. Also starting a task, initiating a task, right? maintaining our motivation to continue with the task and then finishing strong and completing the task those are like for me at least that's the crux of the issue right so today's episode we're going to start at the beginning we're going to work our way all the way through together and i hope that it helps you to kind of maintain focus and get this done now Today is going to be the hardest day. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be the hardest one that you do because your room is starting off from a space where I'm assuming you don't 
clean it, you don't maintain it. It's not regularly scheduled to be maintained. And so it's probably got a few more cobwebs or a few more plates with dried food than it might have next time because you're doing the work today, okay? So that's where we're starting. We're starting with today is probably the hardest day. And I, I hate to break that to you, but that's it. So we'll try and make it fun. We're going to add some dopamine boosters for you folks. And we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so whenever I start a big project, I actually think about this researcher, Sarah Ward. And she is an amazing executive functioning speech pathologist. I'm also a speech pathologist, but this is not therapy. So just grain of salt, okay? <laughs> I'm not practicing as a speech pathologist right now. I'm just referencing that part of my brain and that knowledge. But before I start this project, Sarah is in my head somewhere saying, hey girl, you need to gather all your supplies. It's good to think about what you're going to need and what it's going to look like when you're doing this cleaning project. So before you get started, it's good to gather everything. And I'll give you a perfect, horrible example. So we were, we just got back from a vacation and we picked up our dog, brought her home and something wasn't super great with her belly because she wasn't going to the bathroom for like, it was 48 hours and then it was coming up on 72 hours. I'm like, oh my God, this dog isn't pooping. This is not good. But an hour before she had to go to the vet to get checked out, she pooped. Hooray, great. I was so relieved. I'm like, yay, my dog is not sick. She's got movement, all great. And then later that day, I was a little less thrilled for her and about her because <laughs> my son and I were downstairs. We're working on a woodworking project and the dog came in and was eating the cat food. So I kicked her out. I was like, nope, you go out in the other room. And I left her there while I was helping my son with his project. And then we came out and I could smell it before I saw it. There was pee like puddles of pee on our carpet and there was dog poop in multiple places. Now this is a dog who has never or has rarely pooped on the carpet in our basement. So like things are awry, but also like, ugh, oh my God, you just pooped on my carpet in my playroom where my children play. And like, I have a baby, like he rolls around on the floor. So I was not thrilled. In fact, I was flooded. Like emotionally, my brain was awash with so many neurotransmitters that were no bueno. So I took a minute. I went upstairs. I gave my son a snack because it was his snack time. And I took a second to pause and think. And that's what we're doing right now. We're going to think about what do we need? And I thought about what do I need? And I grabbed like rug cleaner, pet specific cleaner, rubber gloves, a bag for the poop, and whatever gross paper towels I would need to use. I got it all because I didn't want to have to like pause in the middle, go clean up. I wanted it, like it was already a bad experience, right? I didn't want to make it worse with my ADHD symptoms. I didn't want to be like in the middle and realize I had forgotten something. So it was so good. I don't know how I had the wherewithal to be like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to think this through, but I did. And it was good. It was good for the dog because she would have been in more trouble with me if I had a worse experience cleaning this up. So 
Anyway, that's what we're doing. I want you to go gather your materials. You're going to need to make like whatever you need to make this go smoothly. That's what you're going to do. Make it as smooth as humanly possible. Don't have an ADHD tax here. Think it through. So we'll think it through together. And I don't know what your space looks like. So take a walk around your space and think about or write like a, a post-it list of what you could need to help you with this cleaning process before you even start. Don't touch a thing. Just look around, quick glance, and think about it. So here's what I think you might need. Make sure you have a bag for garbage, a hamper for any dirty laundry. If you don't have an empty hamper, get another trash bag for laundry. Clear a space by your door to put any dishes or anything that needs to like migrate out of the room because once you're in the room, our goal today is not to leave. Okay. And before you really get started, think about what else can kind of get you in that mindset and make this more of a special moment, right? Like these little dopamine hits are important for us guys. So for me, I have this really cool candle and I know people don't like candles. I'm team candle still. <laughs> I don't know. And I have this crackling candle that I light before I do laundry. I also wear shoes. I think this is a thing from Fly Lady. Um, you like put on your shoes while you're cleaning. So you, you just feel more energized. And you don't have to stop before you go bring stuff out to the trash. Like you're going to have trash after this and you're just going to have to, you're going to be able to like go out the door and bring it to the garbage. So put on your shoes, wear a bra if you want to, and light a candle. Maybe fill up your water bottle. I don't know. Play some tunes. I mean, you're listening to me, but you can always also listen to some music. Okay. Cool. So before we head to back to your bedroom, like once you've done all this setup, you've gotten your shoes on, before we really start in the bedroom, I want you to go to wherever you do laundry, if you do laundry in your home, and I'd like for you to notice what's happening there. Is there laundry in the dryer that would need to be put away? Is it your laundry, someone else's? Um, is, the, is there stuff in the wash that could be rewashed if it needs to be or could be moved over to the dryer? What's going on? Just sort of move things along there. Um, and if nothing is happening there, then that's great because you could always start a load of laundry um, after we have this episode just to kind of get continue on this like moment of productivity. All right. So now we're going to head into your room, and I think what I want you to do to start with is I want you to, first of all, if you have, I know lots of people have like a mountain of laundry somewhere in their room. If that's you, then I definitely think that's where you're going to start today. Just sit with your laundry and start to kind of as quickly as you possibly, as you possibly can get it handled. So maybe you move that mountain and you separate it in, into drawers and you put it in the drawer, but not folded, right? Like make it quick and dirty and easy because clearly you haven't done it yet. So whatever is in your head as like the perfect option, do the gray area, do the less, do that because we're going to, we're going to work through it and move on right now. It's sitting in a pile. It's getting 
wrinkles in it. It's, you know, you don't have to Marie Kondo it. You can just get it into a better space, get it into organization, get it off of the floor, get it off of the chair, wherever it is. That's where we're going to start. Next. And, and I think I'm going to give you a little time to do whatever that is that you have to do. And while you do that, I'm going to chat with you just for a minute about what you could be thinking in your head. So I like to pretend a little bit as I'm doing this, like I could pretend that I'm like snooping on the family who has these clothes. I'm like, really? They were those clothes? Or <laughs> like judgmental? Or I could pretend that I'm like a someone from like the past who's looking at these new clothes and is confused by them. Or maybe I'm someone who is a housekeeper and I'm just like, just doing my job, right? Whatever mindset you want to get into, you can do that and make it more fun. The more fun you have with it, the better off your brain will be doing this very admittedly boring task, right? Maybe you could think about a way to invent a machine. I have a son who's very interested in creating machines. Like what machine could I invent that would help me fold laundry? You could pretend you're working at a, um, a retail store, right? So those are all things you can pretend as you're putting away this laundry, getting it, getting it out of where it's at to just a little bit of a better space. Next up, I want you to gather any dishes. So walk around the space. It's crazy to me how blind we all get to things in our home and dishes are definitely one of them. So like walk around, look for dishes. If you see any, put them over by the door. Okay. So if you see any dishes, just bring them over right next to the door, kind of consolidate them, stack them. You're going to bring them later. Don't bring them right now. Don't do it now. Get your garbage bag. We're going to walk around the room. Just sort of pick a direction. This is something I learned not too long ago, honestly, but like creating a pathway for yourself to get through the entire room. Like think about it right now. What is the path I'm going to take every step of this process? A path that brings me through this space to the door. So I usually start from far away from the door and work my way toward the door. What is the path I'm taking? Because if you take a random path every time, then you might not cover everything. You have to think about it. But if you create a rhythm and you decide on it now and you just do the same thing, it just takes some of the pressure off of like, oh, this is so overwhelming. Nope. I just follow my route and I do trash. So follow the route and look for garbage. And some of it's going to be obvious, like tags from your clothes or, you know, wrappers of whatever kind, whatever you have that is garbage in your room. And then maybe you, you know, maybe you throw away the broken things too. So if there's stuff in your room that you're like, know is broken, but you haven't thrown it away, throw it away. Those shoes that are like, horrible. They have holes in them, socks with holes in them. Like don't get, don't get in the weeds. Like you don't have to declutter right now, but if you pick up a sock and it has a hole in it, don't put it away, put it in the garbage. Sound good. Okay. So that's the garbage. Now, if you 
didn't start with like a heaping pile of clean laundry, or you did, either way you might have dirty laundry kind of hanging out. So go around in that same pathway and look for dirty laundry and put it in either your hamper or your bag, whatever you're using. And yeah, follow that route. Isn't it cool though how like when you have a route, it kind of makes it simpler? It does for my brain. All right, so now I want you to make your bed. So there might be stuff on your bed, I don't know. And this is something like, I don't know why. I have a lot of shame around this in my head. So it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it perfect. Literally either, it depends where what state your bed is in. You might have to like pull the sheets off, get that bottom sheet kind of tucked back in, right? Those things like come off, like especially if you're sweaty and hot in the summer, like the, what are those called? The, the fitted sheet will like come up and then it'll be like gross and wrinkled in the middle. No, like start there make sure that's nice and tight on the bottom and then don't worry about hospital corners don't worry about making it look fancy or cute just like pull the other one straight that's just enough right it's for you you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it for anybody else right and it will feel good tonight when you get to your room and your sheets aren't in like that weird knot in the center of your bed okay all right so you made your bed just do it ish. We call it ish. There, I think there's a book out there called Ish where you kind of don't do it perfectionistic. You just like make your bed ish. That's where we're at today, okay? So this last step, see like it's not a doozy of an episode. I hope if you are like feeling like I rushed through everything that you know that you can listen again or you can pause if you like need to catch up. This last step is gather anything else in your room that is out and about, like anything on surfaces, and bring it, consolidate it to like one space. I, If things feel clean to me, like not sandy or dirty, then I bring them to my bed, but if I don't want sand to be in my bed. So if it feels a little crunchy, <laughs> then do it on the floor and like bring everything to one space so you can sit and process it in one go. So what I mean by process it, I got this from, so I got this from Casey Davis from the book, How to Keep House While Drowning. She's amazing. Like that book, if you haven't heard of it yet, like you need it. I need it. Everybody needs it. And she has in her method, it's similar to what we just went through and that you go through kind of categorically, systematically through your room. The thing that she really taught me though was this next step where you categorize the things that are kind of extra stuff laying about. You bring it all together and you sort it into these two categories. Things that have a home and things that don't have a home. So the things that have a home, it's like super simple, like just put it in its home and you know, just should be a swear word. So put it in its home. No judgment if it's complicated for you to put it in its home, but take the thing, put it away. If it has to leave the room, don't leave the room. Put it in a space. Maybe maybe we should have gotten a box at the beginning for these things, but like put it in somewhere near the door where it's going to leave your room 
but you don't leave your room yet because we're staying in the room until we're done with this task. So put things away in the space where they belong. Then you have this pile left of things that don't have a home. And these are really good items to consider throwing away or donating if that's something that you're available to right now. Or throwing away, chucking, getting rid of. Like if it's not something that you're going to use, if it's not something that you would look for, if you needed it and you wouldn't look for it in your home, get rid of it until you need it. And maybe that's consumerism, maybe that's a problem, but you are better off not letting these things take up mental space right now. And I think you're also better off cutting off consumerism at the purchasing point, not in the decluttering your house point. Like you've already purchased it, but you don't need it. That was a mistake. The money's gone. And I think handling this item and getting rid of it is okay. And then the next time when you go to buy something, that's your moment to think about it. To think about the impact of your purchases on the environment and all that stuff. Like the purchase point for me is where that happens. It's not the point where you have junk in your house that's causing you stress and mayhem and mess. No, you deserve to have an organized, clean home. So don't feel guilty if you have to get rid of stuff. Just let that go. All right. I might get hate mail for that. I don't know. Come at me. (laughs) All right. So at this point, I think, I think, I don't know. If I miss something major that is in your room that is not in my room, let me know because I would love to know. So once you've gone through all this stuff, decide if you're done or if you want to do those sort of finishing touches of vacuuming and spraying surfaces. If you feel done, if you feel over it, you've accomplished a lot already. Your room is much cleaner. It looks good. You can come back and vacuum whenever you want. If not, just do a quick vacuum and spray like a cloth and wipe down surfaces and get rid of some of that dust. So just as a reminder, if you're not in the habit of doing this all the time or regularly, if it's not part of your maintenance, then today was probably the hardest it's ever going to be. If this is something you're going to start doing more regularly, then it's going to be easier next time. Test me on this, folks. Put it in your calendar for next week, the same day as today. Put it in your calendar from a week from now and add the link to the episode. I think you can hit like share copy link and then put that in your Google calendar with the note with my podcast link. Listen to this again, do it the same exact way and see how it feels. Is it going to feel better? I bet. I bet it does. And then try it for a third week and see how that feels. Again, I bet it feels great. So that is it. We have cleaned up your room, We, I hope. And if we haven't finished, or if you haven't finished, then think about, are you ready for a break? Taking breaks is so important. If you look around your room, make sure you set yourself up for a good break. Make sure you set yourself up so if you don't come back, you at least have a room that is welcoming for when you go to bed tonight. So end with purpose. Even if you're not done with the project that is cleaning your room, end with purpose and set yourself up so that when you come back into this room, 
you are happy <laughs> and you are not disappointed, like think about your future self and set that person up for joy when they come in this room later. All right, guys, I wish you the very best and I hope that this helps you and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.